you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? I am. Cool. Have I come to the right place? Um, I believe so. We are both ready to say (laughs) yes to spirit. And if this is your first time with us, we know that you are not here by accident, that you too, whether you knew it or not, were ready to say yes to spirit. You know, that makes me laugh you say that. Um, When I first got into metaphysical books, I guess, would be a good category, or new thought books, in the first few paragraphs, they don't say something much like that. It's a mere fact that you picked up this book means that you are ready for an awakening experience. Whether you, you know it or not. you know it or not. And I always felt so special. <laughs> I picked up that book. I must be special. So I am affirming that everyone that's listening today is special. I think that's a very good thing. There is something here for each of us. Yes. Just had to say all that because you said that, and I just thought that's those books that says that you were drawn here for a reason. There is no mistake. Synchronicity is at play. And see, there you go. In the first three minutes, you have gotten a full <laughs> dose of the Tracy and Leslie hour. We don't even know where the conversation is going to go. Unlike some shows you may listen to that are. All scripted out, and it sounds like people are just reading a script. That is not the case here. So um, every week on Say Yes to Spirit, we we offer a theme to try to, in some tiny way, direct or organize our conversation. Otherwise, we we would just go all over the place. And sometimes even with a theme, we go all over the place. And that might happen today because our theme this week is resistance. Oh, love it. And we may not love want it. to talk about that. So <laughs> I resist. Right. Talk about resistance. That's right. That could happen. Uh, but anyway, our theme today is resistance. What does uh, saying yes to spirit have to do with resistance? How does um, resistance show up for you or in your life? And um, and that's where we're going to be going in today's hour. Thanks for joining us. And if you'd like to dial in during the show, um, after the first 15 minutes of the show, then that number is area code 347-850-1523. That's area code 347-850-1523. Do we just not want to talk to anyone in the first 15 minutes? Well, we're going to do connected. Oh, I see. I didn't know. I thought, so we don't want people calling <laughs> in to tell, talk about resistance oh, in their I life. See. Right, right. When we're connecting the dots with last week's 
show, okay. which was about mentors. Mentors. Oh, see now, see now, I'm back in the game. Last week, I was feeling a little insecure about the game of connect the dots, week to week topics, because I wasn't doing very well. But I can connect them well now. So go for it. <laughs> I just wanted affirmation that I'm getting back in the game. Um, I told the story last week about the Christian Mystic Order disbanding, becoming a, a good thing, which was a blessing in disguise, which was three weeks ago. See, now I'm connecting through who I am in the flow today. Step back. You got, this is a good day. So I, <laughs> I connected the... The blessings in disguise with a mentor being my spiritual teacher, Reverend Beatrice, came out of that horrible thing of the Christian Mystic Order here in Dallas disbanding. And now I can say Reverend Beatrice is my spiritual mentor, my spiritual teacher. And resistance, I can relate to a story about four years ago where she would consistently give me different things to do. Each week I get little assignments and daily notes and little exercises and things like this, and week after week after week after week I didn't do them, and I would have an excuse, and I would have a reason, and um, she fired me. Can you believe that? I really still to this day can't believe I think you're a spiritual teacher. You just stick with them, right? You forgive them. You understand, right? And you're fired. And she fired me. I forgive you, and you are no longer my client. Unbelievable. And she said that. He said, Leslie, find the Course in Miracles and start reading it daily and do it. And then when you're ready, when you've started, you know, got some discipline or have some practice, you call. And she says, of course, I can always call her. But in terms of giving me assignments and working with me in a teacher-student relationship, she fired me. And so that was a really interesting. She was my spiritual mentor, and she fired me because of my resistance. I was so resistant. They're allowing anything good. Oh, this is a good topic for me because I am very good at being resistant and, and can go to great extremes in being resistant. So I'm looking forward to helping myself in the next few minutes. Okay, so that's Connect the Dots for this week, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back talking about resistance. Um, is resistance 
serve a purpose in the process? Is you know, is, is, does resistance have to be part of it? And I'm going to say no. But I think in society we certainly you know have that belief in some ways that you know um, I saw some saying or something that you know we have to there has to be resistance or some sort of um, uh, unhealthiness to know where we need to grow or something I don't know. You talk for a minute, Tracy. I've lost my train of thought. I'm focused on something else. Okay. So, um, <laughs> do you find yourself in resistance still today, Tracy, or would you say that you don't resist much these days? That would be a big joke. It would it? Yeah, I, I don't see you resisting that much. Okay, good. That's good. You hide it very well. Oh, not hiding it, but yeah, that's good. Um, I, I do think that that there is a part of human nature that resists change. I think, you know, we've, a lot of times on the show we end up talking about the role of ego and the role of ego in um, how uh, how the role of ego is to protect us. Oh, right. So anytime we're going to do something new, the ego and the brain combine to be like, okay, do I have all the, the brain? Do I have all the information I need? The ego, is this is going to be safe? And so if we haven't, if we're doing something new and going into the unknown, or even if it's something we know we want to do, but for whatever reason there's some resistance to it, a lot of times I think that is natural and normal and it's good for us to notice. But then, you know, and then we have a choice. Mm -hmm. We actually make a conscious, intentional choice about what to do next. Um, so in that sense, that might be healthy resistance. And um, But just the word itself, resistance, makes us immediately go to the unhealthy resistance, right. resisting doing the things we want to do or we know we, sh we think we should do or we've committed to do. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, we're stuck, or we don't do it. We resist the good that's there for us. Is there is there a difference between, well, there's got to be a difference between being resistant to something because it's really good for us and we're not familiar with that, and then that sort of intuition that says, oh, don't, don't touch that fire, it's hot. And I'm imagining that somehow... I think they're very different. They're very different, but they might play the same. We might. Our behavior might be the same. Our behavior might be the same, but, it, but it's coming from a very different place. Place. So but, the intuition is usually more a whisper. It's not all that insistent. It's a flashing thing, right? And it's a suggestion to do something, to take an action. Which, yeah, don't touch that. Is take the action of. Of stepping back, myself, right, right, um, and I think more of resistance as you know the image of a person pulling a donkey <laughs> or goat, you right, know, right, a donkey right. or goat that's stubborn, mm -hmm. that stubbornly does not want to go in the direction you are want it to go. I think more of that is resistance, like I'm the donkey or the goat, and either my own desire or someone else's, a client's request, something trying to pull me in a direction. And even if 
I can see, I'm the donkey or the goat, and I can see that green field, that water, that beautiful grass. You know, grass. I can see the grass. I can see the water. And whatever reason, I'm digging my heels in, literally or figuratively, mm-hmm. to stay where I am. What is that about? I mean, what is that about? You know, but that is, yeah, what is resistance about? Yeah, I think fear is the number one. Fear of the unknown, fear of doing it differently, fear of what might what people might think of me, fear of failure, and fear of success. Right, right, right. Isn't yeah, that what that's that famous Marianne quote, right? Marianne Williamson, the fear of success or how great we are is really the fear. And at the end of the day, I I I always come back to thinking that's what it is. That that is the ultimate thing that keeps us mostly stuck is is that ego or that mind chatter or whatever it is that plays our worst hand that keeps reminding us of our worst hand when really we're just pure spirit expressing and the resistance to accepting that and embracing that. Yeah, I think I think that does play out for lots of people in lots of ways. I was just thinking as you were saying that about one part of my life right now where I'm not afraid of of this certain um of this success that I've kind of visioned about and I can see it. Mm, I can right. see doing certain things and and generating a specific amount of revenue. And I see that as not the end game. I see that as like that's success. And it will then open the door to something I can't even see now. And mm. I see that really, really nice. clearly. Nice. What I'm resisting, and I'm, and this is really, it is a perfect topic for today because I have in the last week and a half or so been really conscious that I'm resisting things I know I need to do between where I am and that vision. So if the first I'm not afraid step. of the vision, it's the marketing in between the making the phone calls, the you know, the distributing marketing materials, the telling people they should come work with me, you know, they should sign up for my program. And it's like I even know what the action steps are, Uh many of them. Uh And I'm resisting doing them, even though they're in my best interest and I'm I have no fear about the outcome. It's it's I just want the outcome to be here. You know, I want I want the success to be here now. I don't want to do the work. And I can relate to that. I can absolutely relate to that. And what is that? What is that? Are we lazy? Well no. We do the work. It's like I know I'm not lazy. I'm resisting doing in this case, in this specific example, uh-huh. the introvert in me doesn't want to be uncomfortable and market to people I don't know, make cold calls, make phone calls, go to networking events where I don't know people, and and do more than just the perfunctory, hi, how are you, you know, to really sell the business. And so, so I'm really clear, I'm resisting that, even though I know it's a necessary step in the process to get me to where I want. So you should, but you're saying it's the introvert or it's the part of you that's that part of you is resisting it because it will be uncomfortable. 
doing it. The reason yes. you're resisting yes. is because it will be uncomfortable. Exactly. To be outside and of your box. Right. And it's not even in this case that I don't know how to do it. I've done it before, but I'm clear that my resistance is about yeah that part of me that really just you know I want the outcome, and it's not that I don't want to do the work, but I don't want to do that part of the work that's uncomfortable that takes me out of my comfort zone. Mm. I can design marketing materials all day. I could you know write the programs. I could do everything else that is in the steps in the process. Right. But that one piece is is I'm resisting it. And I think, too, the one reason I can notice I'm resisting it and be clear about what it is is because I've been through this before in building other businesses. I see. So I also know I can get beyond the resistance. But I now that maybe in the last 10 days I've become aware of it, uh-huh. then I, maybe I will take action, which you know, we can talk about later, that what changes the resistance. Um, but, I mean, that's really a lie for me right now. That's very interesting. That's very cool. And, you know, that awareness is huge, isn't it? I think many times I can just stay stuck in the resistance and I have no <laughs> idea what I'm resisting or why I'm resisting. Yes, I'm just I'm just really tired. I think I'm, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> day after day after, after day, day after, after day. day. And then you look at your calendar and go, man, why, why am I so tired? I mean, I don't even have, like, a busy calendar. And then it's like flashing lights. What are you resisting? Oh, yeah, that report I'm supposed to write that's due in a couple of weeks. I could have been I could have been halfway through it uh-huh. by now. Yeah. I looked at my calendar and was like, how did it get to be 2012? <laughs> I resisted the entire year of 2011. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. But it is, and there's got to be, I mean, this is a therapeutic thing, but um, I, I'm sure there's a spiritual twist to it as well. But there's some payoff to the resistance. There's something that I get from the resistance, or surely I wouldn't do it. There's some some thwarted, you know, science of mine would not want to spend much time there. But at the end of the day, there's some something, some little goodie I'm getting, something I'm affirming about myself in a bad way that is comfortable or familiar that I don't deserve or I'm not worthy or it's too hard or, it, you know, I can't or go out and be that extrovert. Or a lot of people who are very religious, and I don't mean that as a criticism, but and, and, in fact, this applies to a lot of people who are spiritual as well. The idea that God will save me that there will be a miracle, oh, right, right, right. I, you know, so I don't have to do anything because God will make it all right. Or the new thought, a new thought take on that from a spiritual perspective is there are no mistakes and everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. So, you know, even if I don't do anything, oh, right. the, the right thing for my best and highest good is going to unfold. Yeah, that's not true. I, I, I read that in one of those books. I just keep opening the book. <laughs> so there is something to be said for uh, um, 
you know, taking the shower. They talk about that in 12-step programs. That, uh, yeah. Get out, get get out, out of the couch, couch, get out of the bed, right. take the shower. Right, right. It's amazing how water and soap and a clean body makes the world brighter. Uh-huh. Oh, I could do this. Well, now that I'm clean, I guess I could go to the grocery store. That's it. But I didn't want to go food. to yesterday because I hadn't taken a shower in three days. Yeah. Um, yeah, some action is always required to to move us to where we have decided we want to go. And what I find is the littlest of action breaks the resistance. Really? Yes. You're so lucky. Oh, really? Yeah, for example. For example, um, back when I was fired by Reverend Beatrice and I started reading The Course of Miracles and I... In the beginning, just, um, you know, it was about five years ago, I just spent like ten minutes in the morning reading the day. You know, the Course in Miracles has a thing for to read each day. And I didn't really think much about it, but I did that, it probably was actually five minutes, but I did that every day, and I found myself then that set up the sort of the, the big wheel starting to turn into some daily practice. And for me, that's the key, and, and and it really is not a matter of 20 minutes or a half an hour, but it's a matter of two or three minutes of just doing something, and then that really did start that that tire going, and I found myself back into my morning ritual, which I had totally fallen away from. And I think probably, if I look at it, I, the wheel was going pretty pretty nicely when I was in the Christian Mystic Group and that was a part of my, because uh, we did meditation at 6.30 in the morning and I did that probably for about a year. And I was, and then when Reverend Beatrice left and I started working with her on the phone, I was moving pretty clearly so probably my resistance was this is too good. So yeah. that Marianne Williamson thing of, you know, things are working out, I'm feeling good, what there's do I do now? Yeah, there's nothing, no, I don't like this, this isn't That's familiar. Right. Stop this, go to a good place. Yeah, yeah, all breaks, all hands on deck. We have to dive and stop this. Um, and so, but getting back into just five minutes a day was just was the starting point. And now, and I always look at it as an observer eye, my observer eye, when I'm, I can be having a very resistant human experience. This makes me sound schizophrenic. But I can be resisting things on the human plane, but as long as I have kind of an observer eye to it, and I'm not really living it, it's, it's much more palatable. I can go like, oh gosh, my human's really in fear or anxiety, and I'm watching myself kind of freak out. And but I'm having this observer eye to it that I'm not, I'm not 110% in it. You know, I'm 70% in it and 30% watching it, and that that makes it less intense. Because I think right now I'm in resistance of a lot of things, but I'm not 100% living it. I'm 30% watching it going, man, this is interesting how far I can take this resistance. <laughs> how much worse can it get? Well, apparently well, a little bit worse, you know, apparently. And, I, and there's that observer piece to it. which How is, much worse am I willing right. to allow it to get? Right. Or, 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 or um, participating in creating, you know? Yeah, it's really, and, and, but the fascination comes from the observation of it because in times of my life that I've just been in it, it just feels completely like an avalanche that right. I'm tumbling up and side and around from. So, so I'm very grateful for that observer eye that I have learned to have over the years. 
It makes it not so dramatic. It's still dramatic to watch, but it's not so much dramatic to live. Hey, something you just said triggered the question, is resistance, how is resistance different from denial? Mm, interesting. Because on the one hand, I can think of sometimes when I'm in resistance to do what's in my best interest and to do what I or to do what I want to do, sometimes I'm not really aware of it. I'm I'm just well, I'm in denial maybe, but I I just am doing what I'm doing, not consciously, intentionally resisting the good mm-hmm. or resisting the next step. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I think about times when I am in denial about the truth of who I am or in denial about what I need to do, I am actively, actively sabotaging my good. I'm actively sabotaging or I'm actively defensive, whereas when I think about me, when I'm in resistance, I'm not so actively doing it. I mean, once I notice it, then I'm like, oh, I've been in resistance. Like with this whole marketing thing, it's like, oh, I've been sitting around or I've been saying, I keep making a list. Oh, yes, I do that. I keep making a list <laughs> Love it. of yes. places I'm going to go or the yes. people I'm going to call or email, I, and I've you know, and then I make I look at the list, mm-hmm. but I haven't intentionally, you know. And for me, that's so. For me, that's oh, now I'm looking at it. Oh, I've been in resistance for the last week. You know, take action, do something. Mm-hmm. If I were in denial, for me, that would look more like I would make the list and go, oh no, these aren't the folks. These aren't the right organizations to go speak at. You know, no, they're not gonna, you know, want you. To you know this or this this whole process isn't going to work anyway. Why are you doing it? That would be in denial. I know I need to do this process, but I'd be telling myself or you or someone else, you know, that's not really going to work. Every idea that they brought forth that that can't work because mm-hmm. and I'd be intentionally giving giving reasons. Whereas with resistance, I, I think there's some ways, and for some people, they might look the same. I think for me, resistance is more, it sneaks up on me more. More subtle. And denial, isn't denial one of the, you know, they'll say one of the symptoms of alcoholism is denial. That the disease itself will tell you you don't have a disease. Right. So denial is, you know, the most powerful form of, I think, just being frozen because you don't, you don't know what you don't know until somebody kind of brings it, like you're saying, you you almost defend your not knowing by saying, oh, that's wrong, you're you're wrong, that's not the direction I need to take. And that is a whole different thing. But how how do you get out of that denial? You know, having that first step of awareness, which is the first step to any change, would be the awareness when you're in denial. I think that's a much larger leap. And maybe, like you say, maybe sometimes when you're in total resistance or total lockdown to something, it's, it's similar. But, yeah, I think resistance does seem to be a bit of a softer, and softer is not the right word, but 
Yeah, more you, subtle. More subtle, yeah. Um, although, yes, uh, when I was thinking about the topic this morning, resistance, I mean, there were some, I, I, I thought, okay, when do I, when have I found myself in resistance and what was my behavior? And I, I made a list of all kinds of words that come up that describe your behavior or my behavior or mm-hmm. anyone's behavior. And for me, most of them were really subtle. You know, mm-hmm. they were absolutely, I'll, if I notice I'm napping more or, you know, not even napping so much is just all I want to do is go to bed. But there's not, I'm not doing enough physical activity mm-hmm. to to make me that tired mentally or physically. Right. It, it's like, oh, wait a minute, look at this. What What is it? So sleeping, um, definitely, I'm an introvert, so staying in or not going out, that doesn't work because that's my preferred way to recharge anyway. Okay. But sleeping and um, and planning, planning the same <laughs> thing. Being in a cycle of planning. Planning and planning planning again for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, what are you resisting? What is it that's keeping you from going to action, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. for me is, you know, resistance. But then I thought about other people I know and when they're in resistance, whether they know it or not, and so I came up with all kinds of words like they blame others, they mm. get really sarcastic, they get defensive, they mm. are, they rebel mm. against whatever it is that they don't want to do or the person they, you know, somebody else want their boss or their partner or, you know, somebody else, their child wants them to do something and they just rebel. Now, that's interesting. I think I really agree with that, but I would never have thought of rebellion as resistance. But now that you say it, yes. And so it's like their actions. What is what is it that people do mm-hmm. that might indicate resistance? And it may be that resistance taken to a higher level then turns into the word rebellion. Mm-hmm. So maybe resistance is the seed for den- for for denial. Good. Yes, I see that. Yeah. And resistance is the seed for rebellion. And so is someone resisting or have they gotten, when they are at the point where they're defending or they're fighting back or they're rebelling, their resistance maybe was the fuel. Interesting, yes. The nugget that started it. Maybe or maybe not. No, I like it. I think that I agree. Two of us agree. It must be correct. And also I think the seed of resistance breeds depression. There's something resistant going on, and that's the chemical depression, but in emotional depression, there's some resistance that's going on initially yeah. that shuts all the systems down. Right. So in our behavior, uh, immobilization, yeah. which means lack of action, yeah. right. um, that panic, that hiding, that fear, the fear is a feeling. I'm, I'm trying to think behaviors. What do we do when we're in resistance? Eat. I eat. I eat. Did I say I eat? Oh, I guess maybe some people eat candies and pies and allow their addiction to sweet. Any kind of addiction I would think would come out in our resistance. If we see that behavior or um, any kind of behavior that doesn't, that seems, you know, being late. I'm 
but being late probably would be a sign of resistance. Could be. And and all like with all behaviors, the behavior can look the same, but it could be motivated by something different. Sure. So yes, if I don't, uh, it's I, I not it's not happening now. Right now, I happen to be working with some clients. I love, 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 love. Just in case they're listening, you didn't want to think it was them. Uh, well, no, <laughs> even if they don't listen, aren't listening, it is for me so all about a firm crazy one. Yeah, I have clients right now that uh-huh. I love working with. It is so fabulous. That's a different show. So, um, but in I can think in the past a couple of clients I did not corporate clients. Right. I just did not work, enjoy working on those contracts, and I would be late to every meeting. Yes. I would be early if I were doing a presentation, if I were doing training. Like that, yes. But if I were just going to a meeting where we were planning a series or whatever, or planning a meeting to to debrief the Uh training I did the week before, Uh you know, it's kind of like I know the training went really well and why do I need to, you know, meet with these people who... I don't like. <laughs> you like clearly don't like. And, you know, and I would be late. Perfect. Yeah. Or I would be running late. Yes. You know, I might get there on time, but instead of leaving an hour to get there 45 minutes away, I'd leave in 35 44 minutes. 44 minutes. 40 minutes. <laughs> and the whole time I'm there, it's like, I'm going to be late. Oh, no, don't, you know, let the traffic. Come on, you know, and I might walk in exactly on time instead of, yeah. And there, and it was resistance because I just didn't want to meet with them. I didn't think it was a good use of my time. So the resistance shows up in our behavior, but there are other situations where I'm late. But it's not because I'm resisting the meeting. It's because, you know, it could be for lots of other reasons. But that pattern of being late. So, um... That's how it shows up for me. We have a caller from area code 780. And so we are curious, how does resistance show up for you? Tell us who you are if you'd like and share your comment or question. How it shows up for me is Jay calling from Canada. How's it going, ladies? Hi. Well, good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, I was regarding um, resistance. Um, I would say actually uh, procrastination. Ah, oh, that's a good one. That is a perfect example of how resistance shows up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's just because uh, either it's effort or just maybe scared of doing it or uh, it could be just uh, lazy, too, um, taking responsibility for it, all sorts of factors like that. Okay, I'm gonna jump on that lazy one. See, Leslie said lazy before. <laughs> You're true. saying lazy That's now, true. and I just don't. I, I am in resistance You're to that word. <laughs> lazy. I couldn't possibly be lazy. There is some trigger with that word. Um, there true. has to be an emotional reason for me not to want to do something. I couldn't just be. Oh, I know what it is. So, so okay, this is Internet radio, and so people can't see me. I'm African-American. And so the stereotype oh. of lazy is something wow. that 
you know, so, like, offensive to me because of the stereotype that never made sense when I was really young. How could they think black people were lazy when black people were the ones who were the slaves and black people were the ones who did all the work for the people who were wealthy enough to hire them and black you know, so lazy. I haven't thought about that ever, but I'm like, why am I reacting so strongly when you, when Leslie, when you said it, uh-huh. and now when it's said again, I'm like, oh my. Okay, so that's enough about me. So yeah, it's awesome awareness, though. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's why. Yeah, it goes back to being three years old or five years old or 12 years old saying, um, you know, me, I am not lazy. People like me are not lazy, and that's um, something I will never be mm-hmm. is lazy. So how else does procrastination show up, and, and what do you do to, when you notice you're in resistance to move forward? Well, just go do it. <laughs> That's about it. Nike commercials, just do it. Yeah. Just action, do, you do find, it. Do you, do you get help from other people encouraging you, or do you find inner discipline and some sort of spiritual practice being a motivating factor, or... Kind of, you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Is there any kind of something that you see as a pattern that propels you into that action finally? Well, it's kind of like I have angelic help and also spirit guide help. Uh, you know, that's what happened with my first uh, uh, manual that I made for my drumming class or being, you know, a drum teacher and things like that. Is that uh, I knew that if I didn't uh, forgot the signs twice, is to act on the third third sign usually people maybe most people would wait for the three signs but it's the second sign so i decided i did it i'm going to do it because if i didn't do it they would just press to me so and uh you know right now i'm being pressed right now to to write a book and things like that too so you know i just gotta do it i like it you know so often we do say just do it and it is true about Four weeks ago, a really good friend of mine, um, I was having lunch with him, and he said, Tracy, you've been talking about this for several months now, uh, and he used that phrase, just go do it. Do something. And it triggered me. It, it Not as a, you know, I wasn't angry with him. I was. It was like, oh, Oh, yeah, I'm planning to plan to plan to revise the plan to plan. (laughs) And within 24 hours, I put up a new Facebook page for my spiritual coaching business and, you know, and and kind of did a plan about that but implemented like four things from the plan within 48 hours. And it was that catapult, action, Uh taking action was the catapult because I didn't realize I was in resistance. I wasn't consciously procrastinating, but the, you know, having someone say just do it absolutely pushed me across the line. And now in the last four weeks, you know, I think I've posted 25 videos to that site and to that Facebook page, 20 or 20 to 25 and I post it every day, something, right? A picture, a quotation, and it feels so much better. It's not where I want it to 
be, but the fact that I am doing something toward creating the outcome feels 100% better. Yes, yeah. that action feeds itself. Yeah. So I don't know. Is it is it Jay? Yes. Okay. So, Jay, you said that um, you go to your spirit guides, and for I'm sure there are people who listen to the show who um, also do the same, but how does that help you? Oh, no, no. What happens is that I usually don't go to spirit guides. They actually come to me and serve signs, and then they start pestering me. So. <laughs> yes. Small, still yeah. voice and a spirit guide? Pardon me? Small, still voice and a spirit guide? Uh, Probably not. Uh, if I do journey with my animals, which I don't do very often, but so they will talk to me at that time. Uh, What happened is that for me... um. Uh, re- regarding uh, resistance, is that I, I had this uh, affection for a friend who was actually one of my students, and uh, my ears were kept buzzing all the time. They kept ringing in my ears, and as soon as I let that person go, my uh, my you know my class started to bloom, and uh, my ringing stopped in my ears. So that was a sign there too. So it was a good lesson for myself too. But, I uh, love just... and I love that um, it is true in on this topic and so many others that often we do have physical mm-hmm. signs, either yeah. physical in our physical body or physical in the environment around us about the direction we should take, and we can feel that pain in our back, or we can hear that ringing in our ears, or we could and be like. Oh, huh, wonder what that is. <laughs> or worse, know that it's giving us a message a message that we don't want to hear and we resist it until it becomes something bigger. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, the, I think the word is actually change, and that's resistance. <laughs> it's change. It's always about resistance to change. It's about resistance to anything when you're doing doing something different. It's always uh, resistance to change. The comfort of the way it was before. So. Right, even if yeah. the way it was before was uncomfortable, at least I know. Yeah, and now we're in that we're in that period of change. So I mean, a lot of people are resisting, and it's affected them in many different ways. So. And I think that really, when we, I think even you just touched on it, but there is kind of a a societal energy that. We reinforce for each other in terms of, you know, fear-based, um, and you know, um, the individual spirit, the truth of who we are, you know, is not in a larger frame. Sometimes celebrated, being small is celebrated, or we affirm our, you know, our lack as a society. There's more, there's more messages for affirming that. That's why I love. Having conversations like this, and you know, being able to hear people like you, Jay, in Canada, and you doing what you're doing, and you know, Tracy opening up her new uh, Facebook page or website, and just those little things do ripple out and give the opportunity for people to latch in. Um, there's a couple of people that I know just recently that are just kind of starting into any kind of new thought thinking, and it's really fun to watch people get some of this for the first time and have some of those light bulb moments because they're really bright, you know, at first, right? Now, 
it takes a really big light bulb to get me excited. Cause I'm like, I need a really bright light bulb. The little bright bulb, you know, the little light bulbs aren't as exciting, but it's really, it really does make a difference to have these conversations. So I appreciate you participating in our conversation. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always great talking to you. It's uh, really good, great topics you talk about. So. Great. Well, thanks for calling in, but before we let you go, we're going to ask you this question. So sure. I just had this uh, flash of when, for, for different one of us, ones of us, resistance does show up in different ways. So if there was a traffic sign or some <laughs> common sign that represents the way resistance often shows up for you, what would that traffic sign or common sign be? Uh, you talk about like a like a traffic sign or a sign or just a, a sign in general. It could be. Well, I I I mean, at first I thought of a traffic sign, but it really doesn't have to be a traffic sign. You know, there are lots of signs. Uh, not not um, spiritual sign, but you know a sign that you actually might see out in the manif- in the in the physical world, a commonly known sign that translates into um, like is 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 it a stop sign or what would the sign be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what I I try just. Uh... I don't know. We're just uh, thinking of this too. So. Okay. Okay. Well, you no. Know, for me, it's, it's more of the spiritual stuff. I would actually get signed maybe for my animals or something like that, or a, a fear, like a like a, if I'm traveling around, it, it doesn't appear like a traffic sign would actually give me a sign too. That's a, a form of resistance or a sign of resistance. I feel Ooh. that. Uh, yeah, I would get the spiritual sign. Maybe it, it could be like animals on a wall or something like that. Right, because you're real, you are really connected in that way from either totems or animal guides and as spirit guides. So that makes perfect sense for you that if it were a sign in the physical world, it would probably be one of your spirit guides, and you'd go, oh, okay, I'm supposed to pay attention now. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna let you go, and we're gonna talk about that for a couple of minutes and see what signs come up for us, and uh, talk about that before. Oh yeah, because we're running down in time. So thanks <laughs> a lot for dialing in. You're welcome. Take care. And um, yeah, what sign? Like <laughs> you're yeah. so excited about this sign. You must have a sign. Do you have a sign? Well, I'm no. trying to pick a sign. I'm, I'm thinking. thinking. But um, I'm thinking like on the mountains, you know, it really sends terror into me when I'm driving on a mountain and it says sheer cliff, no guardrail. Yeah. I can't even, I can't drive on that and I can't watch if someone else is driving. I have to lay down like on the floorboard. I just can't. What do you do? I don't, I don't, I don't. I lay down on the floorboard. I don't know. No, no, danger. Will Robinson, danger. So that would probably be a sign. I know what my sign would be. What would be your sign? So I don't know what it's called. Well, I do know it's called different things in different states and in different parts of the country or in different parts of the world. But when I was growing up in St. Louis, there was a a place that was a traffic circle, Ah. and it had four 
street or five Probably streets five, yeah. that came into it. Yes. And, you know, once you would turn onto the circle, forget it. Well, you so that's my that was and there's a sign for it, but it doesn't say roundabout or it does. It's a circle, but it has this. That would be my sign because when I'm in resistance, <laughs> I get in, I, I get into motion. That's cute. And then I keep going around the circle. I don't exit into action on the right-hand side. I don't exit into action. I just keep going around and around going, yeah, when I get ready, I could go on that street. And when I get ready, I could go on this street. But right now, I'm just going to go around. And, oh, I need to grab, I need to um, go plan some things to do when I go turn on the third street. That's great. That would be my sign. Now I'm now I'm gonna be obsessed after the show to go find that sign and oh. one, find out what that sign is called, but then two, find one and print it out and put it or burn it. Well, put it where I can see it <laughs> to remind myself that like it's a warning sign, right? Uh-huh. To look. And am I doing oh, that? I see. You don't want to burn it, then you want to be aware not I to want burn to be, I want to be aware when I'm aware. entering ah. that so that I won't get stuck there. Because I do remember the very first time as a driver, I think that's also why that example is coming to mind. The very, once I've been around that circle many times as a passenger in the car, right? You know, my mother or my sister or somebody driving. I remember the first time then it was it felt like a panic. Like how do which lane am I supposed to be in? Uh-huh. And is it the first street or the second street? And what if I turn wrong and oh my goodness, I'm not in the right lane and this person's coming in and not you know? Those things are crazy. I just have to say that. I've been on one one time in my life and that was just insanity. And go ahead. And so that very first yes. time when I was the driver in the car, I got to the inside but then I couldn't get out. Right? You can't get out into it because it was a two-lane circle. Uh So I had to get to the right lane, and then I, you know, realized that after I'd gone around the circle twice, I think. Um, Uh And, you know, it's like, okay, even if it's not the right street, I just got to the right lane and turned. Get off the darn circle. Yeah, that's a metaphor. There's a metaphor. Just do it. Do just anything. Right. As Jay said, just do it. Um, but some people, it might be um, a one-way sign that I resist. I'm in resistance because I believe there's only one way. Right. And I'm, Or I'm on the one-way street, and you're trying to get me to go the opposite way or to turn off my one-way street. Not Not my way of the highway, but just I only know one way. Right. There's only one safe way. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the um, closed sign in the store. <laughs> you know, you go to the store and the sign is closed. <laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> this is cute. I'm starting to like your little game there. I was thinking Dunkin' Donuts sign at first, but that's probably not true. But I think my little floorboard sign, that's probably true, because I probably do very much. I go to great extremes to, to avoid, to resist. Anything that I'm scared of or I think, you know, will get me where I'm going, I'm all the way, you know, underneath the seat to to avoid. So we only have a few minutes, but that's really interesting. So I'm going to ask you this question. 
Well, so you said like the one that's, you know, steep cliff, no guardrail, right, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're in resistance. But, you know, it's been less than a month since you did that one hour, one woman show. Right. I mean, you promoted it, you're like, you planned it, you promoted it, and you did comedy for an hour, spiritual lesson and comedy for an hour. And for most people, they would be like, there is no way. That is something I'd want to lay on the floorboards for, and not me personally. But, you know, I could hear people saying, there's no way I would invite people to come and hear me talk for an hour or, or be funny for an hour and, you know, I couldn't do that. So you didn't resist that. You had the idea, mm-hmm. and then you talked to someone about doing it, and you're like, I'm doing this. And you set a date, and you were like, this is happening. And there were 75 people? Very close, right? 73. <laughs> 75 people who showed up, who paid and showed up. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what was it that didn't make you resist that? You know, that that is such a good question, and I think that's been the pattern of my life is I get to a point where I am on the cliff, literally, and I'm going to either just give up the ghost and either, you know, at one point in my life literally commit suicide physically and be done with the physical plane or um, get to the point where I'm just so spiritually kind of um, in a drought, that I'm just going to give up. Now I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I probably wouldn't give up the physical plane anymore. But I get to the point where I just, you know, this is just not working for me. And I'll get to that point where I, either I have to just do it, I have to take action, or just stop all of this spiritual mumbo jumbo that I do every day because it's not working. And so I got to a fairly dramatic point. And then I, I said, okay, this is something that's been kind of intuitively coming to me for months, so I just have to do it. And, I, and unfortunately, for me, it still has to get to that. There is there is a sheer cliff, and either you're going to jump off the cliff and be done, or you know, you're going to get up off the floorboard and realize you are on a most majestic scenic route, right? Where are those sheer cliffs? They're on the majestic scenic route, so I'm already there. I really believe my life is there, and I'm on the floorboard going, no, I don't want to look at how beautiful it is. I don't want to see how fabulous it is. And, you know, so it gets very dramatic for me. I have to say, okay, you know, take the, I have to be willing to have the car go off the road. And I, I swear to you, Tracy Brown, and you will know this is true, I had not put together that hour. I had snippets of it. I had no idea what I was going to say from really start to beginning. I knew stories. But and, and, and if I had not had a second person with me, there was a 55% chance that I would just not have shown up. And y'all would have all been there, and I would have just, like, packed and not come. So I knew I had to have that second person there because I am fairly dramatic in how I will destroy good things for myself. And so that's, and so not funny. <laughs> so that it may not be funny, but it is so true. It is so true. And, you know, I think on a much smaller scale we all do that, but I do it big. And so I knew those two things. I had to have someone else there, and then it, it had to get to that point where I either just had to give up because I do a ton of spiritual practice. I mean, 
every day, I may be late some days, but every day for the last two years, I have been at the Center for Spiritual Living, meditating at 7 o'clock in the morning. And so that's an amazing practice. When you think about that, every day for two years, golly, you know. So I, I'm doing a lot of right things. So I'm having to work really hard to fuck this up. Can we say that word on? Not anymore. So sorry. You know, to mess this up. You know, my efforts to self-sabotage have got to be, they're getting much more dramatic, really. And I could go on for another hour on how they're manifesting in my physical human realm, but I won't. But I do believe that resistance to the good that is, that is right there all around us. And I had a conversation this morning with a woman where I was really speaking the idea that it, there's nothing really to grow into, there's nothing really to learn, it's more of a truth to be revealed, right? We talk all about that. Mm-hmm. And that we make this big thing, and make this, I make this big thing in my head, I'm resisting it, I'm, you know, all these metaphors that I give myself, when really I just need to look out the window and see where I am, see what is already in place. Wow, that sounded like, did I have a little preacher moment? Yeah. <laughs> did I have yeah. a moment there? Yeah. But, yeah, but it is an interesting journey, the resistance. And I love that you came up with that sign idea because that's, that's my sign. That's how I act out. I go to the floorboard. And, and things really are magical for me. You know, I mean, in my mind, I understand the spiritual being within me is magical. And I know that. So I have to really really go to pretty dramatic means to get on that floorboard now to to not see it. So that's a good homework so assignment for people to Yeah, what is your sign? What sign? Yeah, what is your sign? And we're not hey, talking about that's your cute. zodiac yeah. sign. But well, what sign? And, you know, uh, two months ago we had the speaker at, at our center, Peggy someone, who wrote the book about how oh, signs... You know, signs that we see in the world, signs mm-hmm. that on stores, signs, um, traffic signs, signs that you see where there are words or images and how they speak to us or mm-hmm. can speak to us in our lives. So that's about all the time we have today to talk about resistance, resistance. Is there one spiritual practice, Tracy Brown, practitioner? Gets us out of resistance? Would it be just some action? Any action? Well, taking action, yes. I I think, um, yeah, because you have to notice it. You have to mm. notice it. So you you know all the regulars, meditation, things like that help us be in a place where we can notice. But yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure. You talked about having regular conversations with other people mm-hmm. who can point it out to you. That's so a if good you're one. working with a practitioner, That's a good one, yeah. Point it out to you in coaching sessions, yes. but any good friend could do that as well. So that's it, and I think it's a um, uh, it'll be an easy connected dots to you next week when we have our theme of superstition. Ooh. And I just want to, before we close, acknowledge that both resistance and the theme next week superstition did come from our think tank. Yay! Yay, Carolyn, Carrie, and Ginger, we love you. Love, love, love. So until we uh, connect again, we encourage you to say yes to spirit.
I don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.